Hello, and welcome to the Midweek Brotherly Love Eagles podcast, which I did, which I incorrectly said Brotherly Eagles Love podcast or something. We were so excited coming from the game. You know, we were on, we were still on a high of the of the game, sitting alone now atop the NFC East. How you feeling? It, it feels pretty good. Uh, I checked Ball Outsiders last night, and they do like playoff odds. We're not getting far ahead of ourselves, but they do have the Eagles projected at nine point seven wins. They're they do all their statistical mumbo jumbo. So I think we raised, I raised it up to 10 and 6, like a soft 10 and 6 um, on Sunday. So, you know, the nerds are backing me up. And we are favored to win the NFC East. Dovetails nicely into the first subject for the What We Got Wrong segment. Am I getting a little too ahead of myself? People, uh, the fans on Facebook crush me for saying. <laughs> yeah, they murdered you. Yeah. <laughs> they for, murdered you. For saying that I think we're just as good as any <laughs> team in the NFC East. I mean, I'm sorry, any team in the NFC. Right. Saying NFC East. I mean NFC. Um, but I put together the teams and their quarterback. And I want you counter why this team <laughs> is better than the Eagles in the NFC. Are you ready? Oh, no. Are you going to start with the Lions? I wasn't going to start with the Lions. But since you brought them up... <laughs> Detroit Lions, why are they better than the Eagles? I don't think the Lions as a team are, are better than the Eagles. Because the, the Eagles, I think, probably comparable offenses, and the Eagles have the edge on defense and special teams. But you still would take Matthew Stafford over Carson Wentz at this point? Yeah. Just let that sit for every Eagles fan <laughs> Just out there. Just let that sit good. Yeah. But, you know, not, not for the future. Just talking today. Okay. So I would take the over on that 9.7, by the way, uh, because as we've been saying, I think we're just as good as any team in the NFC right now. That's after one quarter of the season. I'm basing it on what I've seen so far this year. And then speaking of your advanced stats, I was looking at DVOA, and they're not as impressive as I would have thought. So offensive rank, we're 9. So I remember you saying before the season that, you know. 20th last year. Yeah, so that's a huge improvement. Mm -hmm. But defensive rank right now, we're sunken all the way to 17. So Yeah, that 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 was a blow. I yeah. wasn't expecting that either. We were 4th yeah. last year. Yeah, so that's something to be concerning. So the offense is playing great, but we know with the defensive injuries, injuries seventeen is is not something to write home about. So that's something that we'll we'll be be monitoring throughout the rest of the season. And I think the Deadskin were on the DVOA rankings were above us. Yeah, they're they're fourth overall. We're twelfth overall. overall. And it was their defense. Their defense, I think, is number six overall. Yeah, very good call. They are six overall. Yeah. So yeah, I think I. Knowing how, knowing vaguely how those advanced stats work, I think our defense has just been punished by all those big plays we give up. Yeah, and the in, well, the injuries lead to, but yeah, the big plays I'm sure certainly don't help. Yeah, because it basically, you know, it compares your defense to other defenses in the league when they're in similar situations. So, you know, when the Chargers score that, you know, 80-yard pass touchdown. Or we gave up that 75-yard pass touchdown to Sterling Shepard. Yeah, that, that really weights down your defensive DVOA. So I feel like it's plays like that. They're kind of keeping our defense near the bottom. All right, let's keep playing this game. Green Bay, 3-1 and one with Aaron Rodgers. If, it's, if we have to go to Lambeau, Green Bay. If, you know, if we're at home, I, I think we have a, a decent shot. I still think Green Bay is a little better okay. because of Rodgers. That's right. the only reason why. Atlanta with Matty Ice. Uh, yeah. 
I feel I still feel like, and not because of Matty Ice in particular, because of their explosive playmaking ability on offense in general. And I think Dan Quinn's a pretty good game planner. He showcased that in the playoffs last year. I give the edge to the Falcons. So Falcons DVOA offense is eight. Their defensive uh, DVOA twenty-two. Kind of. Where they were last, well, their offense is obviously number one last year. But their defense was kind of middling last year. But during the playoffs, they kind of game plan their way into a, a better performance. All right, Carolina with Cam Newton. Yeah, garbage. I'm <laughs> not worried about them at all. Their offensive rank is 20. Their defensive rank is 10. And then finally, I have down uh, Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott. Yeah, not, not impressed. I think the book is out on the Cowboys. All right, so there you go. I, I guess you can then add the Washington Redskins, Kirk yeah, Cousins. The, the, the three teams, the only three teams in the NFC that make me nervous are the Deadskins, the Falcons, and the Packers. Oh, I, and then the one more for you that I had was L.A. Rams with Jared Goff. Uh, I, don't, I don't think anyone knows what to make of them. Because where are they now? They're like top five in DVOA? Yep, they're number three overall. Their offensive yeah. rank is six, and their defensive rank is 13. The other thing that's troubling about the DVOA, DVOA rankings through the first quarter is Jacksonville's in the top ten. Well, Pittsburgh's number two, and they haven't looked good at all. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh is mediocre at best. I mean, it's, they're, they're three and one, but if you watch them play, that's they're not – dominating and they're barely winning those games a lot of people think ben roethlisberger is washed up i also think there's this um kind of repeatable course of history in the nfl where if your your splashy new head coach is an offensive guru and we went through this with chip kelly that you have maybe a year year and a half of success where like the league doesn't really know what you're doing offensively and then the league develops a book and defenses adapt to what you're doing. So there's a very good chance that McVay goes the way of, of Kelly in the long run. Like we talked about on Sunday, it's the harebrained theory is that the best head coaches are start out as defensive backs coaches like Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick. Right. Because they have to learn how to adapt to several different schemes throughout the season. So I don't think the Rams are for real. But McVay was a successful offensive coordinator, and he was the one that kind of made that Redskins offense hum with Kirk Cousins. So it's not like he hasn't had success in the past. So he definitely seems like a quarterback whisperer, at least. Because Goff was a train wreck in season one, and he seems actually legitimate. I I would still take Wentz, but he doesn't seem like a total bust like he did after season one. Right. Who would you guess is number one in DVOA? I, I'm assuming you've looked at these. Yeah, I looked at it. I just don't have it in front of me. Who's number one? Well, who's I can't the, remember. Who's the only undefeated team left in the NFL? Oh, it's the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. It's the Chiefs. And it's Chief. like by a pretty wide margin. Chiefs are number one on offense and only 11 defensive rank, which surprises me. And then Pittsburgh, this is the big surprise. They're seven on offense, three in, de- three in defensive rank. And that's the team I would say, if you don't believe in DVOA stats, I would I would point at the Pittsburgh Steelers because the eye test, they do not look <laughs> no. like, the, like those stats <laughs> indicate with the seven best offense and the third best defense. Then you have the Rams at three, which has been the surprise of the NFL this season. Oh, I had one more for you. Sorry. For my friends in Seattle who are really mad at me that I didn't mention them as one of the best teams in the NFC. <laughs> what about I don't think Seattle's for real. What about Seattle and Russell Wilson? Listen, no one loves Russell Hustle, Russell Wilson. 
I can't even talk either more than I do, but their offense is a train wreck because their offensive line is abysmal. It doesn't feel like that cover three defense that has dominated so much in the past is what it used to be, but I'll probably swallow my words because they're one of those teams that seems to find a way to like peak at exactly the right time and still make the playoff, but their offense is just so horrendous right now. They're actually, their stats for offense aren't as bad as I thought for DVOA. The 13 on offense and 14 on defense. I think defense is the big part. That, that Tennessee game seemed to really show some flaws, and I don't trust this week. They play the Colts. Colts may be the worst team in the NFL. So let's see them play the Rams this weekend, and that's going to be decide the NFC. It's early, but that would be a two-game cushion if the Rams win that game, and that's hard to overcome. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, matchup because Seattle always struggles against the Rams. It's always like a 12-9 game. Right. That was before the Rams had an offense. <laughs> So I'm I'm actually intrigued by this game now. Yeah, it's one of the best matchups of the weekend. And so just to finish that up, Washington is number four, and your Detroit Lions are number five. See, I, but I know it, what but I'm it's talking not, about. But it's the but their <laughs> offensive rank is lower than the Eagles. Oh, okay. Is it is it like middling? Yes, fifteenth or something. It's middling. It's it, it it's worse than that. Uh, they are. Let's look. They're twenty one offensive rank. Oh, dear. There's your Matthew Stafford right there. (laughs) Matthew Stafford right there. (laughs) All right, I thought that was fun. I think that proves my point more than yours. Sal Powell, I heard Sal Powell the other day, and he had said 11 wins before the – before the season had started so it's not i'm not the only one saying this team has the potential to be really good for those of you who love sal pal which i know a bunch of people do in the philadelphia area we love sal pal he says 11 wins and he's sticking to that i'm sticking to they're just as good as any of these teams that we just mentioned on the in the nfc after four weeks and as i said on the weekend podcast we can talk after eight weeks it might be a different conversation but at this point in the season i'll take on any of those teams yeah, I feel you know like the hot, the hot team to pick in the NFC is the Eagles after the first quarter of the season, and the Texans in the AFC. So you're kind of your like dark horse, legit. These teams are are maybe probably going to make the playoffs and could be dangerous. But Houston makes the playoffs every year. They just they had they got just Sean Watson, and it seems he's having a good year so far. He's a great year so far. He had four touchdown passes and a touchdown run in the craziest scoreline of last week where they scored over 50 points. So Jacksonville had the blowout win against Baltimore, and Houston had their blowout win. So they're both in the top 10 DVOA rankings. I know he called that out in the write-up. All right, so that's what we got wrong this week. Well, at least what I got wrong is people said I need a slow my roll <laughs> but i'm not slowing my roll i'm sticking to my guns i'm sticking to my guns so come at me. we'll we'll talk in a, in a couple of weeks we'll see so if i'm if still I, right if anything that roll is picking up steam well we have yeah. to beat Car- uh, carolina we have to beat uh arizona. arizona at home and then that would if we win that game then it's the big matchup against carolina on thursday night arizona's in the bottom five dvoa oh. after one quarter of the season if we lose at home to arizona then we're the worst team in the nfc <laughs> Yeah. Then your role will be completely. Yeah, reversed. my role was say, let's look at the bottom five of the NFC. That's where we are. That'd be a terrible loss. But I mean, the Eagles, the Eagles have known to do that. Have been known to do that. But as I've been saying all year, this team feels different. So we'll see. So the one thing I think we definitely got right was our our love of Carson Wentz and the long ball. If you listen to all the experts this week, they were saying. You know, his long ball throws just look perfect the entire game. Yeah, eagle eye in the sky, and I think Dinger both complimentary of, of Wentz's game. 
I still I still think they were probably a little over complimentary, even though he was he was nailing those twenty plus yard routes. He still had some bonehead mistakes that he needs to cut out. But yeah, I I disagreed with the analysis because the consensus was he played great, and I would not say he played great because there was two throws that we saw live where they were terrible throws that could easily have been picked off. Yeah, so I was surprised to hear like how effusive the praise was. I was like, I thought he was fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking by it. Yeah, he's just fine. Yeah. But I wouldn't say he played great. Carson's leadership is another thing we got right. It seems that from what you read and what you hear that that he audibles so much of the line in year two is is very unusual for someone that young and that he does such a good job with it. And a lot of times he audibles to the run, which is very unusual for a young quarterback. Usually the quarterback wants to, of course, throw. You know, when people are looking at the tape, it seems they're really impressed with the, the changes to the line that he calls. And just so you have those stats, we are number one in time of possession, number one in first down runs, and number one in, uh, oh no, number one in longest runs, and then number one in 10 play drives. So the yeah, ground and the pound. The 10 play drive one surprised me. So the ground and pound of the Eagles, after freaking out after the first couple weeks, the last two weeks, been run first, and then off of that, Wentz is, has shown that, you know, these Eagles are the best team in the NFC. I, I kid, I kid, I kid, I kid, I kid. So the other last thing I had, and I was wondering what you thought, since you're the Doug Peterson hater, <laughs> what do you think of Dougie P after four weeks? I, I feel like, you know, I'm being put in my place a little bit. Apparently I, uh, Lombardi still goes heavy in the paint that he's a terrible coach, but I'm sorry, yeah, ringer, it's, it's, it's hard for you to say that. The Ringer Podcast Network, still shitting on Peterson. Although Bill Simmons, you know, he's, he likes Wentz's intangibles, and he brought up the point. It's like, well, how much is Peterson and how much is Wentz? Over, especially over the last two games, all the, all the credit to Peterson for, you know, architecting a play sheet. Not only, I think, like... Peterson has also been measured, you know, in in the face of adversity, that fourth quarter against the Giants where we stuck with the run. You know, I give him a lot of credit for that. And his game plan architecture, I think, has been awesome. So, uh, if anything, you know, I have to temper my stock on Jimmy Schwartz a little bit. He's got to bring up the number 17 DVOA defense, you know, even though he struggled with injuries. Yeah, I've been really impressed and pleasantly surprised with Dougie P so far. Now we just have to see when it comes playoff time and he goes up against the best of the best, if he can still show the same wiles as a game planner. You mean the best of the best, like Mike McCarthy of the Green Bay Packers? Uh, I probably, I'm more scared from a game planning standpoint by Dan Quinn. But I, you, by the way, but I was Ma- completely joking. No, I know, I know. I think uh, McCar- Mike McCarthy's Mar- a used car salesman. Yeah. But, uh, but Rodgers can just overcome any deficiency in coaching. That's the problem with the Packers. He's still he's still the elite quarterback, the most elite besides Tom Brady in the league. Yeah, I think he's just been really impressive. And he seems to learn from his mistakes, unlike Andy Reid, which we'll get in a little bit with mom since Colin Cowherd went after Eagles fans this week and people were freaking out. But Yeah, that's the biggest thing about him, I think, that I'm learning. It's a really good point, and it seems simple, but the fact that he looks at the advanced stats on, like, fourth down, right, and he philosophically sticks to that, the fact that he has shot like not shied away but pivoted away from like a west coast style offense and used different run combinations instead it kind of speaks to he's finding his own way as a play caller in it and a game planner and he's not just sticking to like the andy Reid you know playbook 
which is what you want to see. You want to see him develop as a head coach. Yeah, and he seems to be learning from his mistakes. So, you know, those are kind of things that for head coaches in the NFL, they're, they're the most stubborn people on planet Earth, and they never seem to learn from their mistakes. Andy Reid being a perfect example of that. So it seems that he's much more willing to adjust and admit when he, he has made a mistake. I think his demeanor is just, as I've said, his positive demeanor, but also his engaging demeanor is much more aligned with what can handle Philadelphia fan base. Thing that really ran Andy Reid out of town is he was just terrible forward facing. Seems like, like behind closed doors, he's great in the locker room. The players, the players always love him. But as a forward facing person with a franchise like the Eagles, you can't just be a jerk to every. You can't be a jerk to the press. You can't be a jerk to the fans because that just wears on them. And eventually, once you start losing, be one thing if it was Bill Belichick and you won how many Super Bowls. Andy Reid never won a Super Bowl, so that's the big difference in in a town like Philadelphia. Having that kind of demeanor makes a big difference. If yeah, if you win a Super Bowl, you can just be openly terrible. Oh yeah, they but don't they don't care until if you win then. A Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> it's, and that's a perfect segue to talk to our mom. So all right, now we're here with our mom. As you know, the most pessimi- pessimistic Eagles fan we know. So mom, how do you feel about us after three and one? I'm pessimistic. You're still why, pessimistic. Why does everything? Yes, it's always so close. I'm gonna end up being in the hospital with cardiac arrest. So you were stressing out. You thought they were going to blow that game. Naturally. <laughs> I had to go lay down, and I couldn't even watch it. I had to listen to <laughs> Meryl and Mike Quick. I had to turn the TV completely off. Wow, that's worse than vacuuming. I know. I know. I told you I'm going to be in the hospital with cardiac arrest. Why can't they just kill a team? Well, it was a, it was a tough game on the road, and they were ahead <laughs> most of the game. But you're right. They kept letting him come back, especially the defensive side of the ball. But then that six and a half minute drive put it away was something that good teams do. They never gave the ball back to Phil Rivers. So that has to make you at least somewhat excited. Yes, it did make me excited because I I thought for once the coach is doing what he's supposed to do. And what is that? Run the ball? Run the ball, yes. <laughs> so what do you think of Doug Peterson after 3 and 1? Do you do you still think he's not a good coach? Do where where are we on the Doug Peterson scale of hatred? Uh, I, I'm giving him a C now. Uh, up to C. He's fair. He's fair now. That might not last long. He's still the worst student in class. Yes. You know, I expect all A. Well, we know that. Yeah. What do you think of Carson Wentz's performance after the first four weeks? I think he's um, proved himself to be a general on the field. Ooh, a I, general on the field. I like that. Yes. Very Marshall. Yes. <laughs> Well, you know, I do come from a military family. So what is it that's impressing you that you say he's a general in the field? He just seems always so cool and collected. He does. He just seems like he goes into like a Zen pattern and he doesn't get rattled. He seems to be pretty confident. And they were saying, as I say earlier in the podcast, that they usually don't give quarterback that young so much responsibility to be able to audible pretty much on every play, but they give Peterson, a lot of credit for letting him do that. And then Wentz being able to effectively, you know, call the line, the plays at the line. And a lot of them, they say he he adjusts to a run play. So you have to be happy about that. I am. I'm very happy. As I said, he's becoming a general on the field. Now, how do do you feel? But a Zen general. 
<laughs> well, General has to remain calm. So, Mom, what is your biggest concern about the Eagles right now? The defense. Well, what specifically? What is what is making Where, you nervous? Uh, Fletcher Cox being injured. So you think when Fletcher that's Cox comes back, we're going to be... I thought the offensive line played well. That's what a lot of people were saying, that the offensive line played really well. So it was hard to tell in the game because it seemed like some plays were getting blown up. After reading and listening to most of the coverage, everybody said the line play, offensive line played a great game. So we have a great franchise quarterback. We have a defense that isn't playing great, but is dealing with a lot of injuries. So a lot of people were giving me a hard time because I said the Eagles were just as good as any team in the NFC after four weeks. Do you think that's a little absurd or do you agree with that? I'm a pessimist. That's yet to, yet to be proven. Are you starting to gain a little confidence? What is the what does the mood in the town feel like? I think the mood of the town is everyone's up and happy with uh, a three three and one as of now. But the minute they lose to say the Giants or the Redskins or the hated Cowboys, down into the trash again. <laughs> or, or as Matt said, if we lose to the Cardinals, he'll be saying we're the worst team in the NFL. But the, the NFL is wide open this year. There's no great team. I've been saying that week in and week out. I'll continue to say that. There's no team out there that makes me nervous that I don't think we can go up against and beat. So it'll be interesting to see what happens these next 11 days where it's the game against Arizona and then right against the game against Carolina on Thursday night. So the other thing I wanted to bring up with you, Mom, is have you heard about this controversy with Colin Cowherd? No. So so Colin Coward is this uh, national radio guy. He's also on TV. So he's been going after Eagles fans that we're, we run good coaches out of town, and he used the main example of Andy Reid. What is your feeling? I think Andy Reid had um, done his time. He was a good coach, and he went to a Super Bowl. We didn't win, but I think it was time for him to go. Do you think Eagles fans are too mean to players and coaches? No, I think they deserve it. They get paid a lot of money to bring us a Super Bowl. I don't know if you can run someone out of town who was the coach for 14 years. It's not really yes. a run out of town situation. It's a good point. He kind of he eroded himself out of town. Eroded is the good is a good way to put it. And let's not forget he did one of the things that is unheard of anywhere in the NFL. He made his offensive line coach the defensive coordinator. <laughs> right. And he yeah. fired a defensive coordinator who's now coach of the Buffalo Bills, who are one of the biggest surprises of the season so far at three and one when it seemed before the season that they were getting rid of any of their good players to play for next year. Let's not forget that, Colin Cowherd. He's, he's doing well with Kansas City, though. Yeah, they're 4-0. But as as GT likes to say, with Alex Smith and Andy Reid, kings of the regular season, we'll see what they do in the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, I, I'm still not buying it. What if it was an Eagles-Chiefs Super Bowl, Mom? <laughs> I would probably be in a coma. <laughs> Well, everyone's singing, everyone's singing the death song of the Patriots, which is always a fool's errand right now. I think the AFC runs through the Patriots. You know, it's hard to find all of a sudden good players on defense when everybody seems to be able to score 30 points on you a game. So that's the big challenge. Yeah, I would say that most people are not going to write off the Patriots after four weeks. Tom Brady's still been playing great, so it's not like he's he's been the issue. It's been their defense. All right, Mom, any final thoughts as we go into week five against the Arizona Cardinals? And sitting atop alone the NFC East, that sounds good. Yes, it sounds very good. I'll be nervous. I'll be nervous the entire game. I can't even snack because I'm so nervous. I get an upset stomach. And you know how I love to eat. 
So you <laughs> so you can't even snack during the game or even pre-game? Pre-game, after the game, I can <laughs> if they've won. If they hadn't won, I might have lost, you know, two or three pounds, <laughs> which is always a good thing. <laughs> I think we've become soft since we moved to California, Mom, because there wasn't a time, and I told GT this after the game, there wasn't a time during that entire game where I thought we were going to lose. I did think it was pretty awesome, all the Eagles fans that were in Los Angeles for that game. Oh, it was it was dominated by Eagles fans. It was it was fun to see in person. And the, and I, the, and the players really ate it up. They did. Uh, all week long, the players have been saying how great the fans were. Kudos Eagles, to us. We, we Eagles did it. fans have to keep it up. Kudos to uh, us. <laughs> it's a good thing I don't go to actually be at a game yeah mom you're not you're not great at in-person experience games you're 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 better on the couch i am i am or vacuuming one or the other all right well with that we will see what happens next week where we'll either say nfc east champions or we'll say we're the worst team in the nfc so stay tuned for that and like i said always rate us on itunes we appreciate the feedback appreciate the feedback on facebook this week as always brotherly love eagles podcast and we'll talk to you guys soon